This is Colin, he has a problem He has a lot of DVDs and some of them he hasn't seen So he's gonna grab his son and they're gonna watch each one until the pile is empty These films are still under wraps, still under wraps Unwatched, unloved and still under wraps, still under wraps, still under These films are unwatched, unloved and still under wraps Hello dear listener and welcome to Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. Do I have to ask? I I feel like that's that's the format Okay, now. so what have you been up to? What have I, what have I been up to? Uh, I, I drank a sarsaparilla at half past three in the morning. Right. What brand of sarsaparilla? Uh, a Bundaberg sarsaparilla. Ah, was that the last? That was the last one, and it was a while ago. You've stretched Spe- that out specifically when 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 the thing that didn't happen was called. Oh, okay. Hang on, hang on. Did when did you say you did that? At half past three in the morning. But uh, not last about night. Half a week. Ago. Or this right? Okay. <laughs> okay, uh, on a National Sandwich Day. A bit later than that. A bit later. It than took that. a few days. Yes. So, so things have been called. Mm-hmm. Names have been called. Mm-hmm. Things have been said. Things haven't been said. Um, and we'll move on. What you um, been watching? Oh, uh, tomorrow never dies. Um, which is. Solid. It's a solid film. Yes, Work. yes. I I noticed it's it's sort of gone back to the uh, the giggly British um, double entendre that didn't tend to happen with the two Timothy Dalton films. They were they were sort of more proto um, Craig in their um, being semi serious type of thing hmm. or am i making all that up don't know <laughs> good good all right what else you do you do you assume that i am qualified to speak on film <laughs> well i'm certainly not um uh, you have a new t-shirt i have a new t-shirt yes it arrived today it did you are wearing it i am yeah, so this T-shirt is a reference to Blaseball, which has come up a few times. It, it's currently on a long siesta. <laughs> um, uh, as opposed to hiatus? Uh, we call it a siesta for right. reasons. I'm not actually sure what. Point is, during a siesta, the players are allowed to stop playing Otherwise, they must always, always be playing. Right. All the time. Uh, I, I, I feel old. I just don't understand. Mm. Uh, it's, it's a baseball which has had its tip replaced with a microphone with a tattered banner across it saying, Have Hope, which is something the microphone is known for having said. Right, the microphone speaks. 
Yes. Which is an all night. I'm glad our microphones don't speak, although it would make this podcast a lot easier if we could just sit mm. back and let the microphones speak. Make editing easier too. Um, anything else? Desert Bus for Hope is next week. A big charity live stream thing put on by Loading Ready Run and Friends of Loading Ready Run. Uh, this year, a bit different, socially distanced or virtual, which will be interesting for the playing of Desert Bus that accompanies <laughs> the event. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's um, starting Friday, uh, early Saturday morning. Right. Early Saturday morning. Now, is that a fundraiser? That is a fundraiser. And what are they raising funds for uh, they this are, time around? They, it's always for Child's Play. Right. Which, which is... is a charity that gives toys, books and games to children in hospitals. Okay. Cool. A very noble cause. That's, that's desertbus.org for more information. A link will be in the show notes. So, so if I sound somewhat frazzled uh, next week, it's because I've been very busy. <laughs> right. I, I, I have volunteered to help with the video strike team's spreadsheeting, which is very important. Right. Okay. Again, I'm feeling old and clueless. Uh, I'm sure it's very important. That, it is. Uh, uh, d- does that that keep track of where the bus is? No, it keeps track of what things are happening. Right. So that clips can be made. Okay. Hence, video strike team. Ah, okay. So you strike bits of video out into clips. No, somebody else does the, uh, the video. Ah, but, but you, you the... keep track of the time codes. Yes, me and other people. Uh-huh. Do you have a roster? We do have a roster, actually. Or a rotor, if you're in the UK. It's 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 a thing. It's good. Good. Well, good luck with that. Mm-hmm. May that go well. Of course, you're rostered uh, at some ridiculous time rather than some logical time. Yes. <laughs> of course you are. But, but it's 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 good that I am rostered at a fairly ridiculous time because that tends to be the time where less people are around to do the job fair enough yes the the world dead zone mm. where the least amount of people are awake zeta shift oh it has a name it has a name good good well we've waffled on long enough mm. uh it is stonkingly hot it is in this little part of the world so we are making great sacrifices. We've turned the aircon off and the fan that's blowing the cold air from the aircon down the hall to the rest of the house. Um, and that will flip back on as soon as we start rolling the movie. But I'm sure we'll especially regret it when we turn it all back off again for the traditionally longer segment of the show. That is right. So we'll keep this one short at least. Mm. Or pretend pretend to. So we are watching a film. We are. And no surprises. It's a good day to die hard. It is. In this this hot weather. Um, 
the the last so far of the series the disc case does have a very detailed spoilerish uh plot synopsis on the uh on the back of the case thomas would you read that no, I have chosen to ignore it momentarily because I have... Oh, you have written, the historical context. I have written quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes the plan for the Ooh, short yeah. intro. Okay. Good. Oh, well, you didn't warn me about that. Uh, there are things I haven't warned you about, so... And, and I've sort of swapped the order in this... It, it, we'll get to it. Okay. okay. Good. Okay. Mm-hmm. 2013. Kevin Rudd once again becomes Prime Minister of Australia, unseating Julia Gillard shortly before an election which sees power transfer to the Coalition's Tony Abbott, who just barely fails to last two years. Benedict XVI resigns as Pope, the first voluntary resignation in well over 700 years and is replaced by Pope Francis, the first Jesuit Pope from the Americas and Pope from the Southern Hemisphere. Vladimir Putin... Okay, come on. ...has recently decided that Prime Minister of Russia isn't the job for him, and has chosen to be President again, heralding a new age of further corruption and oppression. Barack Obama is in the middle of his second term as president. Over the course of the past 25 years, a die-hard film has been released during the tenure of every US president. Seven years from now, the streak is broken when Donald Trump is defeated by Joe Biden in the 2020 US presidential elections. So, so hang on, you're saying that there should have been... A die-hard film. To keep the streak up, there should have been one in the past four years, and there was not. Oh. In 2019, uh, Disney acquires 20th Century Fox, gaining a staggering number of production studios and intellectual property. While required to spin off the majority of the new broadcasting assets into their own corporation, the size of the newly enriched Walt Disney Company casts a long shadow over corporate America and the world, throwing application of antitrust laws, or lack thereof, into question. Those long shadows were cast by the big round ears. Mm. Of note, in particular, to our proceedings... The Fox IP included the Die Hard series. A script for a sixth and quote-unquote final film was floated in 2017, revised after Bruce Willis disagreed with it in 2018, put on the back burner in 2019, and shortly thereafter cancelled outright by Disney. As of August 2019, all we know is that there might be a streaming series reboot. Right. With Bruce? Maybe. (laughs) The future is a murky, unknowable place. Its story unwritten, its cast not yet in place. We don't know if the journey was worth it until we get there. And that's okay, right? We have to be okay with that. There are no other options. You turn to side B... And whether that B-side is mediocre or a backdoor hit, 
you appreciate the opportunity. I'll look, I, I'm going to. That, that was very poetic, but I'm going to have to pull you up on the uh, not knowing whether the journey was worth it until you arrive at the destination. I think it's all about the journey, not about the destination. So you, you're going to have to rewrite that whole whole bit. Wow. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks for undercutting my uh, <laughs> poignant note. <laughs> Ow. Oh, mm. is, is this going to cause a great, huge rift in our podcast um, that has only got how many episodes left? Uh, this this is the fourth last. <laughs> That's what you think. Assuming nothing's changed. <laughs> no, nothing's changed, right? <laughs> ah, I might have fa- found some dusty old relics that are on the shelf that... Uh, uh, neglected to be put on the list, but that's for uh, that's for later anyway. Um, we're going to watch a Die Hard, Die Hard Five, Four. A good five. day to Die Hard. I had a good day. To- I, I can read the back of the case. Now. Okay, would you yeah. do that? McLean travels to Russia to help his estranged son and finds himself in the crossfire of a nuclear weapons heist. Excellent. See, my thing about Putin was relevant. Isn't that what happened in um, the last James Bond movie we watched? Wasn't there a nuclear weapons heist in that? It was was a um, start of the... It was the cold open. Yeah, but it continued on. Oh, yeah, there was relevance in there. But but we're not watching James Bond. We are watching... um, some dying hard and gurgly stomachs and uh thomas is going to open the case which he's put down i have um i was busy synchronizing the my movie stuff we need the sound effect though there we go thomas foe opened the case i didn't at all Uh uh-huh um thomas is going to take the disc out of the case which he wouldn't normally, but he, wow, surprisingly did. <laughs> he's going to get up. He's going to put the disc into the uh, DVD player. We're going to watch it and decide whether it remains in its box set. <laughs> and we'll catch you on the flip side. Turn to side B. No, we're not. It's a double-layered, single-sided disc. So there will be no turning to side B. There is no side B. There is printed stuff on side B. We are only watching side A. Turn to side B. You mongrel.
Wow. So, what did you think? It's it's not good. What? It's not good. What? You're right. It was rubbish. It was. It was really bad. Let's let's talk about John McClane. Oh, good. I'm glad that you started there. Yeah, let's talk about John McClane. John McClane is a character that you're supposed to root for throughout a die-hard film. Yeah. And in one, yep, you root for him. Two, absolutely. Three and four, fine. He's he is clearly the good guy. Absolutely the good guy. At the start of A Good Day to Die Hard, I was not rooting for John McClane. I was rooting against John McClane. Because for the first half of this film, John McClane is the antagonist. Yeah. He is the reason everything goes pear-shaped. Obviously, people have other plans and... Those all eventuate with or without him, but yeah, oh, yeah, he's just—he's just an asshole. Oh, 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 oh dear! We've we've now got a, uh, a, a language advisory, but yes, he is indeed, and um, and an absolutely completely different character to the other films. You know, a complete blatant disregard for um, uh, causing death and destruction to innocent human beings, um, which I never felt was the case in the other films. Would that be right? I think think my bigger problem here is that in the first four films, he's pretty well forced into the situations yep. by by happenstance. In this, it is happenstance that he is there when things began, begin to pick up. Yep. But he doesn't need to insert himself in, and then he does. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I, I felt really hopeful for production values. It, it looked slick at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then it plunged into really bad uh, born film editing and, um, and and camera shake and uh, and everything happening so quickly and yet not edited tight enough that the number of times you would see an important object moving and then slowing down and then it would cut to a scene where it's suddenly moving at a great rate of knots again. Um, it just the places where the editing should have been tighter, so that 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 didn't th- the momentum wasn't thrown. Um, it just clashed with the number of times where it was edited so tightly that you you really couldn't work out where anything was. Speaking of where anything was, my understanding that it started off in Moscow mm-hmm. and ended up in Chernobyl. Yes. Okay. They're at least an 11-hour drive away. So... (laughs) Russia is quite large. So how they managed to drive there um, in time to 
do anything that a helicopter has flown directly to. It, it just... Yeah, I, I just... Uh, it, it was... It was rubbish. It really was. Um, and And... It just did not feel like a diehard film um, no. in any way, shape or form. It was as if um, the name had been slapped on and the characters were, oh, John McClane was inserted in there just to make a quick buck to a script that otherwise wouldn't have made any money whatsoever. I, <laughs> I don't know. Um Action film starring Bruce Willis. Yeah. And even for that, I don't... I feel like there's not enough Bruce Willis in it. No. No, it, it just... Uh, it, it wasn't. Um, 90% of it was how many things can we blow up and destroy? How many cars can we run into? Um, how many vehicles can we make um, ridiculously indestructible? Um mm whilst others are break apart like tissue paper. and it's... How many times can we flip John McClane over in a car? Wait. No. Do it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Waste of time. Complete mm. waste of time. Um, I don't have anything else uh, to, to say about it. Even the uh, character... I, I mentioned... In last week's episode, that the the interaction between John McClane and his tagger along, mm. um, the chemistry worked well there. The chemistry mm-hmm. between he, him and his son, it just wasn't there. Mm. Um, <laughs> John gets off on the wrong foot, and they never really get no, back on the right foot. No, no, and then they try to force a reunion at the end, and I just, I have nothing. Oh, other than to say. One bit of it, a bit that I was impressed with was the uh, Chekhov swimming pool. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um. Yep. We went by a swimming pool <laughs> and it was used. Yes. Um, how they survived actually getting to that swimming mm-hmm. pool, um, the number of walls and floors and things that these characters were thrown through uh, through the entire movie, it just yeah. Maybe I was expecting too much. Uh, uh, yes. Um, do you have anything else you wish to to raise about that that bit of <laughs> I, dross? That I actually want to jump back a week. Okay. To Die Hard 4.0 slash Live Free and Die Hard, because I said the week before that. <laughs> it would be less sweary and that that thread never got picked up um, in last week's episode and I apologise for that and I'm rectifying this now Okay. because the copy that was released ah, to right. home media in Australia was the unrated version and so was just as sweary as all the rest that's right, and, and this uh, was m- more of the same, and mm. and of course he he got to use his uh, tagline yet yet again, and <laughs> and then everyone arrived home, and it being a hot day, we did need to keep the door open, 
And so we turned it down, we flicked on the subtitles, and then there was no other swearing for the rest of the film. That's right. <laughs> yes, the, the younger kids had arrived home, and so we plunged into covert mode for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, speaking of hot rooms, let's uh, move on so that we can turn the aircon back on for the the rest of the house. And uh, unless you do have anything else you want to, no, that's it. To contribute to that dross that we just, um, I, I watched you slump, and, and uh, I'm thinking, is he going to wave, wave the white flag? And he would just, honestly, if they're going to crash into another parked car. Or flip another parked car, or, or... Or if John is going to say something very, very stupid again... Yeah. ...that has <laughs> no relevance to what's no. actually going on. No, no. Um, okay, so let us move on. What's on the shelf? Battle Royale, we've got a lot of suggestions. Gotta get through them now, or at least some of them. We've gotta work that out. What's on the shelf? Battle Royale. Okay, so... Yes, what? Last week mm -hmm. was the fifth last episode. Indeed. So and this week is the fourth last. This, this week I was... Under the reasonable <laughs> assumption that this was the fourth last <clears throat> episode of the series, and that we were very close to being able to move on to other projects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but we're not. We oh. are, in fact, further than we were last week. Uh, this is the sixth last episode. Okay, there is a reason for that, and and you can blame this box set because. As I was reflecting about the possibility of the next uh, um, possible take on where we'll go after this podcast, I suddenly thought, oh, Thomas hasn't seen. And then I thought, he hasn't seen it, but it's in a box set. And I do not think there are certain movies in that box set that I have seen. And... Sure enough, there were two. And they have been duly added because I'm nasty and horrible. I could have ignored it, but the Aspie in me just couldn't do it. So it probably clashes with your Aspiness, um, but it satisfies mine. No, it's, it's fun for me. I'm just, <laughs> just a bit surprised is all. Yeah, well, so was I. So was I. Uh, <laughs> and you don't even know what they are. No, I don't. Yes, the, I'm having the, problems with. Yes, we're we're having problems synchronizing the the database, but uh, it it is uh, unless we shake my phone when we get to that segment, um, we'll probably do that. All right, um, but that is jumping the gun, so to speak. We have mm. another segment to deal with. We have how many uh, submissions? We have 37. 37. Which almost divides evenly, um, but it doesn't. And so we will be selecting six films. Six films. Alrighty. So would you be so kind as to um, first thank our dear listener for their contributions this week? Okay. Well, go on. No, you've handled this. No, I, I asked you Sorry. something. Sorry? It's all good. 
You've done it. No, I didn't. I asked you to do it. Oh, good grief. I, I cannot see another season of this happening. Um, <laughs> all right. Thank you, dear listeners. Thomas is now going to roll the randomising and random randomometer. Powered by random.org's random integer set generator. Okay. Number two, David. Hi, David. Who I I don't know if he's listening. <laughs> Probably not. He's got he's very busy at the moment. So it's very early in the list. Felliday. <laughs> Sorry. Felliday. I'm I'm assuming this is yes. Okay. So th- this is cats. Felliday refers to the the family of mammals colloquially referred to as cats. Right. And it's also a movie. Is it? It is also a movie. That movie with from, cats in it. From 1994. Right. It's animated. Uh. Apparently it's an adult animated film. <laughs> a horror mystery film from <laughs> Germany. <clears throat> and it scores no points. No, um, but I suspect that... Uh, if I had seen it, that would have got a quite a big multiplier, which I suspect David was after. Um, nice try, but no, no cat food. Number four, Dan. Hi, Dan. Suggests the two thousand film, Blues Brothers. Right, I have indeed seen Blues Brothers, but it scores. <laughs> n- it- no other points. No other points. Oh, whatsoever. sorry. Not the 2000 film Blues Brothers. The 1998 oh, film Blues, Blues Brothers, Brothers 2000. 2000. Ah, which I don't think I've seen. Right. No. Which is funny because the spreadsheet seems to think that you have, but... Um, yeah. Look, no, look, I, I, I honestly don't think I have. Well, then, in which case it scores no points. No points. Well done, Dan. Okay. Number eight, we keep doubling. Yeah, well, what's all these low numbers? Uh, when when the numbers all get low, the, oh, the numbers no. will get low. Look, I I'm, I I I want to stop the count and and yes, sorry. Jeff, <laughs> hi Jeff, suggests the two thousand and nine film, two thousand and twelve. Of course, Jeff. Of course, <laughs> you 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 know me too well. That that is a uh, um, a cataclysmic disaster film, mm. and some would class it as a cataclysmic disaster film. Um, I don't mind it. it. It's fine. It's fine, and it's on the shelf, but only in DVD. It scores three points. It does score three points. No multiplier for that, but a good solid three points for Jeff. The doubling ends here. Number 14. Hey. Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Suggests Superman 3. <laughs> That's right. He was picking through them, wasn't mm. he? Um, it's not a good film. It is not a good film at all. It I, is on the shelf, though. It, yeah. Yeah. And, and strangely enough, not uh, as a box set. So... Um, um, but a case of they released all of the mm. Chris Reeves um, movies uh, really cheaply. 
at the time that uh, the the reboot of uh, Man of Steel came out, and so I snaffled them up on DVD, certainly not on Blu-ray. So three points, mm-hmm. no multiplier, and a very generous three points at that. <laughs> Number 30, yeah. Faye. Hi, Faye. Suggests yeah. another 48 hours. Another 48 mm, hours? Another 48 hours. Thomas, have you seen another 48 hours? Well, it's from 1990. Mm-hmm. It's an action thriller film that stars Eddie Murphy. It does. It's the sequel to 48, 48 hours. hours. yes. And I've not seen it, No. 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 Have I seen it? No. No. No, it's not on the shelf either. I am not an Eddie Murphy fan. If that helps you really, um, really late in the game, I am not an Eddie Murphy fan. So, no points, Faye. Good try, but no cap food. And finally... Yes, finally. Number 36. Yes, Lee. No, Jeff. (gasps) Lee doesn't get anything this week. Jeff, Jeff gets three shots. And misses with none of them. Voyage of the Dawn Treader, three points. Wow. Did you know that I always, for many, many years, so not always, but for many, many years, thought it was the Dawn Trader? Huh. Yeah. Uh, I know. And, um, yes, definitely seen it, both of us, and it is on DVD. Not so- sure it's worthy of a Blu-ray. It's probably the weakest of the three that were released. So, the result of this week is that Jeff scores nine points. Whoa. And that's well the end done, of the Jeff. sentence. That's, that's, that's it. That's it. We are not going to divulge anything else concerning the uh, position on the leaderboard, apparently. Well, he, he was already in first, and now he is yeah. even more so. He's firster. So, there are five... Five more opportunities. Yeah, look, you've suddenly been given this. This is a this is a bit like one of those um, uh, cases where someone who's been thrown off the island suddenly gets brought back on for no apparent reason other than to cause havoc, mayhem, and an increased chance of scoring points in certain quarters. So take the advantage, make suggestions, contribute because this. Game ain't over until, until it's until over. Until you stop adding, adding films, films to the to list. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I really wish I hadn't uh, come to the realisation because, yeah, I'm ready to move on to a, a different format if we decide to do it. Um, but we, we probably will. We probably will, yes. We have grand plans. Well, grand plans for us. Um, new studio, multi-camera video format. It's it's just, just going to be beautiful. That sounds like a lot of setup. Yeah, does doesn't it? That you have come up with, and therefore will be your responsibility. Well, once the shipping container gets lifted into the backyard, <laughs> and we we soundproof it and put aircon in it, and get the cameras all set up with motion detection so that it can follow us against the green screen backdrop. You applied for planning permission for that shipping container? Ah, Don't need it. It's it's small enough to not need it. As long as we don't plumb it, we can just throw an extension cord out. She's all good. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. 
So, so that that shed out there? That shed, yes. That that required planning permission, right? Oh, many, many, many years ago, when planning permission required it, yes. But they've sort of uh, relaxed the rules somewhat, and you've got friends on the council anyway, so she's good. If they kick up a stink, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. So, all right, let's. Don't know how the tribunal feels about <laughs> forgiveness. Uh, tribunal, tribunal. Actually, it's interesting. Apparently, that's very much how it works in France. Huh. Yeah, yeah. From from all of the the uh, home move to a different country and buy a chateau type of shows that. Uh, yeah, it seems to be easier to, to do that in France than to actually apply for permission to do it. Huh. <laughs> um, I, I could be making that up, but I'm not planning to move to France anytime soon. I've got a shipping container to do. <laughs> okay. Um, so that that's the deal. Jeff is uh, firsterer. He's a headerer. Than he was last week. Mm-hmm. So, people, um, get your thinking gear on and and throw us some some guesses, and we'll move on. Shake the phone and pick a film, and then we'll watch the film next week. I'm going to have to give Thomas the phone, so he can because his database hasn't updated, and. Despite its many protestations that it definitely has. I think it's the weather. It's stinking hot and I think the Wi-Fi uh, signal is being warped due to the heat haze. I don't think that's it. I'm sure it is. Okay, so you are of the understanding that we have now. Now that I added two, it should Mm -hmm. make it how many more episodes? Five more. Good, good. Okay, we're on the same page then. So I'm going to hand you the phone... Turn it upside down so that you cannot see the things uh-huh. that have been added. And then I'm going to no, look no. anyway. <laughs> no, don't look. Oh, okay. Okay, he's going to shake the phone. Hey, it's one of those. <laughs> okay. So, this film stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnie. We've got some Arnie coming our way. It's from 1976. Ooh, that's very early on in his career. And it's called Stay Hungry. It is. And interestingly enough, he is not top billed in the cast. He is not, no. No. Sally Field is certainly uh, up there uh, above him, as is... Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. So, an interesting turn of events. Um, I cannot remember the name of it again. What is it called again? Stay Hungry. Stay Hungry. Um, Thomas, hopefully there is a plot synopsis. Yes, buried under under Uh, all the reviews. Under the self-congratulatory stuff. When entrepreneur Craig Blake buys a small gym, he fully expects to demolish the place to make room for a high-rise. Instead... He finds himself drawn into a world he never knew existed. From a perky gymnast who wears her heart on her leotard, to a philosophising Mr. Universe hopeful, 
the freewheeling spirit of the gym touches Craig in a way he never expected, and plunges him into a hilarious off-the-wall plot to stop his high-rise from ever rising. It sounds very much like an Americanized version of Local Hero, which you have not seen. No, that's, that's not a point of reference for me. No, no, but other people, other dear listeners, will be nodding their heads in agreement, saying they can see or hear similarities. Okay. Okay, audio-wise? Yes, uh, we can it's have, mono. We can have German, Italian, Spanish or French in 2.0 Dolby Digital. Right. Or English in 2.0 Dolby Digital. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, I, I think it's it's one of those very obscure ones as far as Arnie is concerned. But uh, that's what we're watching. I get the feeling mm. that this is not <laughs> the one for which this box set is as a whole rated <laughs> MA15 plus for strong violence. Oh, you know, who knows? Who this, can say? This, this comedy drama. Who can say? Comedy drama slash horror slash uh, slasher film. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yes, so I hope you're all busy uh, looking this film up to find out what it's all about. Um because again, the name eludes me, and <laughs> but that's what we're watching next week. We hope you can join us. We hope it's a little cooler in the Deranged Cat Studio, so that we can uh, um, breathe a little better and get through the podcast a little easier. But Close up the bureau. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas is looking at a long-range forecast. Eh, Twenty-one. 21, oh, that's much better. Yes, it, 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 it topped 30-ish some, sometime today. And, Depends uh, where you are. Yes. Um, but until then, um, we'll catch you next time. Bye. You have been listening to Still Under Wraps. Your hosts were Colin, who produces and edits the show, and Thomas, who makes the artwork and music. Still Under Wraps is recorded in the Deranged Cat Studios in scenic Tasmania, Australia. Movies are selected at random through My Movies, an excellent piece of movie collection software. You can find links to that, as well as our quote-unquote blog and our Facebook group, in the show notes. Still Under Wraps is a High Hello production. Sorry, I cut off the bureau. Um, yeah. the, oh. the the bureau of meteorology is is the one that we call the bureau. Yes. As opposed to the other government bureaus. Yes. Like the bureau of statistics. And the bureau of. Oh, what other bureaus are there? Uh, Just the bureau. This isn't helpful. Isn't there one with um, with uh, Matt Damon running around in it? 
No, no, that... Well, for starters, that's in America. Oh. Um, and also fictional. Mm. So... Well, this isn't going to be helpful because it's it's the mobile site and the mobile site doesn't show boxes for reasons. That box also isn't helpful. What boxes are you clicking on? I'm looking at Wikipedia. Oh, for bureaus. Mm. Australian governmental. See, you've you've set me on this now. Oh, look, I I confess that I'm intrigued too, because... That's an institute. That's a taxation office. That's a competition and consumer commission. That's just the treasury. That's not a bureau. No. That's the Department of Home, Home Affairs. Department of Prime Minister and Cabinet. Veterans Affairs. Silly walks. The police. Defence. Foreign affairs. Agriculture. The Digital Transformation Agency. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Intellectual Property Australia. The Productivity Commission. They do microeconomics. Which I know because I looked them up one time. Sorry, who did you look up? I looked I looked up the Productivity Commission one time. Oh, that was very productive of you. It wasn't. Okay, I'm going to type in to Google Australian Bureau of... <laughs> it's not going to help you. It didn't help you or... Uh, okay, let's look at list of Australian government en- entities. That might be helpful. It's not. It's not helpful. Why did I think it was going to be helpful? No, what I want to do is I want um, Australian Government Enterprises. Because that will be more useful. Okay, so we've got statistics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got meteorology. We've got... Gee, they're they're really... Google is keen on the statistics. Oh, Australian Bureau of Agricultural and Resource Economics and Sciences. Ah, bears. There we go. Ah, bears. (laughs) Exit. Pursued by ah, bears. Um, Yeah, the meteorology, we've done that. Department of... Wow, no, looking at state-owned enterprises wasn't helpful at all, because none of them are bureaus. Statistics, statistics, is it, is it looking like... Okay. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, in Australian government-owned enterprises, we have Air Services Australia... ASC PTY Limited, formerly the Australian Submarine Corporation. That sank though, didn't it? They tend to. Oh, here's uh, another one. 
Bureau of Infrastructure and Transport Research Economics. Bitre. The Australian Broadcasting Corporation, of course. Australian Government Future Fund. Yes, no, we meant to be concentrating on bureaus. The Australian Government Solicitor. I think this is going to be a very, very slow fade out. Australia Post, the Australian Rail Track Corporation, the Clean Energy Finance Corporation, Defence Housing Australia, NBN Co. Whoever they are. <laughs> Don't know. The Reserve Bank of Australia, Screen Australia, 13% of Snowy Hydro. <laughs> And the Special Broadcasting Service. Tasmania has a lot of government business enterprises. Uh, did I do... Yeah, we've done Abair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, maybe four then, because, um, yeah, I need to edit this. And mm. Bureau of Communications, Art and Regional Research. It's probably underfunded. Probably is. Uh, does it even still exist? Maybe it's a communication. It undertakes research and provides economic and data analysis on communications, arts, and regional portfolio issues to support evidence-based policy development and advice. I'm not sure. The communications, arts, and what was it? Regional issues? Hmm. Should really be under the same umbrella. Looking at the dates of... This might be just a dead... A dead page. Um, it's got a very nondescript logo. Victoria owns 29% of Snowy Hydro. Who owns the rest of Snowy Hydro? Uh, probably private. Yeah, probably. Oh. Yeah, anyway. I'm going to answer three seconds, I do number. Let's, let's stop that.